seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. And then there were two of us. Here we are. We are. So this podcast is definitely full of mixed emotions, but just starting right out of the gate, we have some news. David, who him and I co-founded the company back in 2014, has resigned from the company, and I am now the... 100% shareholder, owner, however you want to spell it. And it it wasn't one of those things where it it was a very loving, um, amicable split. It was basically for him, it was just, it was just a personal decision. I think he just had a different trajectory he wanted for his life. He was having a second kid coming up here soon and he just, he wanted to do something different. So I've got nothing but love and respect for him. And, you know, it was a bummer for me. It was, it was an emotional roller coaster, and it still is, to be honest, you know, there was crying, there was anger, there was sadness, there was even happiness. Um, and you know, what's kind of cool for me is you know, we had, we were a great team and I I wouldn't be here without him. That's for sure. I want to make that very clear that I recognize that and I appreciate that, but there is almost this kind of liberation in a sense where you get to kind of see out your vision uncompromised. And again, we, we were an awesome team. We launched six Kickstarters grew the monkey family. And again, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here without him. And so I just want to make sure my gratefulness and thankfulness is really expressed. But at the same time, I, I, you know, where I'm kind of settling now as well, this is an opportunity to kind of make things my own and see it out. So those are my words, Kim, where are you at? with you I think I think when when we had our meeting and David had said he was stepping back I thought wait what does that mean like I was completely shocked when he decided to leave so it kind of it was a kind of a really busy time in my life so I wasn't sure what I was gonna fit in where and and how that was gonna work I've gained a much bigger appreciation for all the amount of work David put in to everything that was that's so invisible you know, it was stuff that we didn't see or have to deal with because he did it all and now we get to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it wasn't always obvious, but boy, he was busy. He had a lot of work. He leaves big shoes to fill for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And that was the other thing. It wasn't like, again, I think for me, it would, it would have been, it wasn't like there was this buildup and all of a sudden the dam finally broke. It was, it was really out of the blue for, for me and, and for him as well. I don't think he, I think he, there was kind of a, maybe a straw that broke the camel's back, but it wasn't, I don't think he'd been, well, I know he hadn't been planning something like this for a while. So when he told me it was like, you know, I knew, I knew when he expressed to me that he wanted to resign and 
He's the company that the fact that he was even saying it, he meant it. And it's funny. One thing I've thought about this a lot clearly, but it kind of, it was a really good reminder of nothing is permanent. And like, it kind of made me think of death for some reason in the sense of like, you just, you wake up every day and you think everything's going to go as planned as normal. And then one day it's just the whole world is kind of turned upside down. And, um, it's just a good reminder that that's, that's just reality. So. Yeah, for sure. I think like you said that for me, it's a really big opportunity for me to get a much bigger picture into the customer end of things. You know, I've pretty much done just the customer service end. I've kind of dabbled a little bit in the backer kit stuff and things that impact directly the customers. And so this is a chance for me to be able to see how the big picture comes together and how everything happens from different angles and what it takes to put them together. You know, it gives me a much bigger view of everything you know, and how it impacts the customer and all the decisions that we make. Right. Right. And just also, I want to make sure folks listening. So we're fulfilling two Kickstarters right now. So Stoic and Pocket Monkey 2. Kim took the charge on Backer Kit, crushed it, learned it super quickly, really just all those small details that make it work smoothly. She nailed it and seems to be going really well. I just saw someone post actually, they got stoic. They posted like a really awesome video of them using stoic on Instagram. So it's so it's one of those things where we send stuff out in the world and you don't always get this response. You don't, you don't quite know what's going on, but that was really, really encouraging to see. And so, yeah, I guess, you know, one thing I wanted to make sure we addressed as well is nothing's really changed except Kim and I are doing a lot more work that we didn't do before. And there's not really any major changes from like an operational standpoint or anything like that coming up. You know, there's, there's definitely a product pipeline that David and I had started and all get to finish. Kim and I will get to finish, which is really awesome. And again, it's just, I love that design part and bringing the, the products to life and, Again, it'll be really fun for me to kind of just kind of see how it goes doing it as an individual and with Kim's help as well. But that's just, um, that's what gets me really excited every day is designing the products and then just getting that. I've kind of thought about this recently. I'd like to hear your thoughts, Kim, is I think we're less of like a traditional e-commerce business. Well, we're definitely not a traditional e-commerce business. That is for sure the sense of how we've operated, but I almost think from like how we approach the business and the customers, it almost to me is like treating people high would when I was coaching in a gym, like you're, you're more trying to shepherd and cultivate this mindset and movement as a group forward versus like a bunch of individuals. Like it really is this, collective and community of people coming together that kind of have this common thread of the best word I can think of is wildness. And so I was just thinking about like how instead of thinking it as this business that's different, this kind of special different thing, it's really kind of thinking of it as a gym and a community that that's what 
the quote unquote business is, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's, you know, there's just way more connection, you know, not just between us and the customers, especially you, because you interact with them so much, like through Instagram, like through your videos and everything, but also through the the customers themselves, you know, they're often chatting with each other, whether they're on Kickstarter or Facebook or whatever, visiting and sharing ideas and setups and workouts and their moves. And yeah, it's been really interesting. I, I worked in, I worked in retail or support for a long time. And it's definitely very different between just selling a product and like putting together like a whole, like a whole cohesive vision and, you know, working with the whole vision instead of just selling stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, and what's so awesome, it's like the reviews to me have been, excuse me, amazing because it's, it's the product's great. And then they're always saying, Kim is amazing. Thank you so much. Like... (laughs) It's, I love, it's, it's more, I feel like it's almost more often than not that people mention either Kim or customer service, which really means Kim. (laughs) And it's just, it it really highlights, there's this whole, there's this whole cycle of interacting with someone and it's not just about this physical thing that you work out with. It's making someone's life better, really. (laughs) So it's, um... I'm sure you guys can tell in the way Kim's looking at me right now too. It's like, I really have been deep in thought for a long time now. So it's, it's good to kind of get this out. It's, it's very liberating. I felt like it was, it's, I don't know why I felt this way, but there was something about a co-founder leaving that I guess I didn't really want to share immediately, but I think it's just, again, it's the evolution of the company and just the evolution of, of life, you know? So there's a lot of exciting stuff on tap. Yeah. And I just, gosh, again, just saying this out loud, it really, it's like a, it's kind of like closure, I guess. In a way, we we haven't, I mean, again, we haven't, there's been no real public announcement. So there's like this weight off of my shoulders personally. And it's, um, it's kind of like, let's rock and roll, you know, the supply chain has been a big bummer. Just it's ubiquitous across the world. Ubiquitous, excuse me. Just a lot of the stuff's out of our control, but you guys have been super patient listening and you know, I think we're going to have Isocore X's coming here soon. Stoics are going out and those will be on the website here pretty soon. Actually, once we fill, fulfill more of Kickstarter, those will be available here very soon, which I'm super psyched on. And then pocket monkey Two, that schedule, you know, they're supposed to be here in November, which as we said in the updates, COVID blew that up. But that, as far as I know of this recording on November 30th, 2021, as far as I know, that's looking good as far as uh, hitting that January timeline. So fingers crossed. Who knows what's going to happen? But once I feel like this ecosystem is kind of being built out and if you don't have any, that that's always been a bummer for me is just not having product in stock. And it's just, 
there's been several reasons for that over the years, but the way things are kind of lining up now with suppliers, in theory, if there wasn't a global pandemic, it, it really wouldn't be an issue at all. So thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, going back to David just for a minute, is he has been top-notch about helping with everything oh, ever yeah. since. You know, all fall, anytime I have a question, I can text him. He will do a phone call. We've recorded video meetings. You know, everything he's done, he's been absolutely stellar about helping helping us move forward. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, I mean we were talking almost more than we were before he resigned after yeah. kind of that, I mean, we were, we had a ton of meetings and it was, you know, it was super scary. It was super scary. Cause there's a lot of stuff I hadn't done before and didn't necessarily know how to do, but having someone walk you through it, that has a deep understanding was super helpful. So yeah, it wasn't like, that's good to bring up. Cause it wasn't like he just called and said, Hey, I'm done. Adios. It was actually, we were emailing today. It was helping with something. So he's still definitely helping out and it's kind of a, like a ghost rider in a way behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, I mean, again, I think moving forward and Kim and I have talked about this a lot, but we don't have any, there's been no major like shift in direction. We still want to launch new products. We still want to have the best customer service. Cause that's what, that's what we've got the best in the business. That's for sure. And I, we want to treat you guys more like family. Cause that's, that's just more fun that way. One of my favorite kind of influences, which actually someone David introduced me to was a guy named Derek Sivers. I did a podcast with him a couple years ago. One of my favorite episodes, but he, he just had a really different look about running, how to run a business. It was very much so of making it your own kind of utopia in the sense of doing what you want, what you're excited about and not feeling obligated to follow all these shoulds or rules of kind of the business world that I think it's easy to get pushed into that way. So I think Kim and I are definitely in line on really leaning into that and making sure we stay true to the wildness and the roots and honor you guys properly. For sure. Yeah, it's been, you know, my, my focus this fall has pretty much been the backer kit, the backer kit surveys for stoic. And, you know, for something that's so simple where you just click a couple of buttons and fill in some fields, there is a whole lot that goes into the background and, I'm looking forward to, it's like I got a pretty good handle on the backer kit now, which is nice. Our backer kit support person has been fantastic. They have amazing support. And I look forward to the next thing that I get to learn. Can you talk, can you maybe share a little bit more detail about backer kit? Because I think people might see the survey and think this is this really simple thing. But can you talk about just like the different pledge levels and the split shipping and just how that works just to give folks a little more context of all these nuances that kind of goes into it. Oh, sure. So the, the two major parts of backer kit are the SKUs that go into the pledge. 
So all of the items have to have a SKU listed and a value listed, and then those have to match whatever we're going to ship from. So the SKUs have to match what's in our fulfillment information. Otherwise, when that information sends over, then our shippers don't know what to send out. So all of that has to be lined up. And we actually, the, the first batch of surveys, you run a SKU test that compares back and forth so that you can make sure everything is good. And that's where that I had to email Dan from the grocery store because we ran into a problem with the patch <laughs> because the SKU from our previous patch was in Backerkit and it didn't match Shopify. So it picked that up right away and we fixed it and, and away it went. And they've got lots of tests they run on their side as far as being able to test how things are going to flow through their system and then into Shopify because it integrates with Shopify. Right. And then the split shipping, it turns into backer kit actually has to be directly involved with that. We set some of it up, but like right now it's pretty amazing because yesterday we sent the remaining 1400 surveys out. I think there were, and almost a mm-hmm. thousand of them have come back already. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So now because we're shipping us orders right now with the base kit so i you have to make a segment so you have to filter all those backers who are getting those SKUs based on the fact they live in the us and then our backer kit agent has to take that information out of that segment and push it to shopify so that it only ships the right orders so every time we ship i have to let her know to push them through those channels so they know which orders are shipping out yeah, it's a very like, so basically what Kim's saying is it's not this, it's a very manual process. It's not yeah. this like automated thing that just press a button and everything happens. There's, there's communicating with human beings, which was part of the, it just yep. took time to go back and forth and test things, make sure things are right. So, but it's better to do it right than send thousands of stoics the wrong people. Yeah, Yeah. it was when I first started, there were so many moving pieces. It was hard to see how it would come together. And it's like now that we finally got to the end of it, you can see how all those pieces you set up at the beginning, how they translate into the end product. So like going forward, it makes it a lot easier to know how to set all of that up. But I kind of picked it up in the middle because we had already shipped the first version, the Stoic starter set. So David had already set up part of it. So I came in into the middle of the setup and picked it up from there. And yeah, there was definitely a lot of communication with both Backerkit and Shopify to get to get everything aligned. And, and they've both been great. It just is, you know, everything is busy. Everyone is short staffed. So sometimes it takes days to get answers. And we wanted to make sure that when it finally went, that it actually went. <laughs> We didn't run into, you know, more delays or mistakes and stuff. So we did lots of testing and lots of communicating to make sure that everything was what we wanted it to be. Oh, absolutely. And it's now Kim's a backer kit professional. So pocket monkey two will be like, (laughs) I mean, it'll be, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be quick. It'll be smooth. Yep. I'm trying to think of what else we could share operationally that I've dove into the website a lot more. Yeah. last few months, which is, you know, it's not, it's not hard. It's hard to be efficient. If that makes sense, where it's yeah. just, once you kind of figure out how to do something, whether it's kind of doing some basic little HTML thing, or, you know, I was trying to put a video on the monkey 360 page, but it wouldn't work 
YouTube doesn't, isn't working for some reason with Shopify or there's some special coding you had to do. So I had to use Vimeo and there's just a lot of troubleshooting that I end up doing that way. And sending emails, the same thing. It's like, I'm not a graphic designer by trade. So going on illustrator or Photoshop and making emails is it's kind of, in a way it's like you get this really focused kind of, yeah, I almost get in like a flow state when I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do this stuff, but I'd rather be like making a workout video. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that's one thing that's been a challenge for me as I've, taken on some of this other stuff is I've, I've spent the last four years very, being very customer focused right. and it's just a different mindset. So if I'm working through customer stuff with emails or questions or whatever, switching to working, like putting hours into backer kit, like it's a completely different mindset working. It's, it's similar to what you said. It's almost more of a creative space. Right. You know, even when you're working within a system, there's lots of information you have to put in. So it's easiest for me when I can schedule that stuff in and work on it for several hours at a time. And, you know, it's kind of come down to where we're doing the surveys. So people have questions about their backer kit surveys and, and the add on things and the freebies and everything. And it happened to happen at the same time as the black Friday sale. Mm. So, so we get, so it's been really busy in emails with, just in general. So there's been a lot of back and forth that back and forth is harder for me because there's such different mindsets. It's like, I tend to focus and work on the customer stuff in one chunk and then switch over later to a different part. Is that, is that kind of how you've always scheduled your work is you kind of just do one thing and we'll batch and then kind of check that off and then maybe take a break, move on to the next thing. Is that how you typically Most do your work of the days? time it, when it comes to emails, the our ticket. So our, when, whenever a customer e- emails us, a customer, it sends to our help desk system and it creates a ticket so that we can follow up and keep track of everything without losing it in the email system. And so if I'm doing something else, but a customer emails who I've been trying to resolve something with, you know, at least I see that come in right away and I can jump back into the ticket system and and fix their thing so they don't have to wait for too long. But for the most part, I do. I kind of schedule like the customer stuff first thing in the day in case there's order issues that we can take care of before shipments start for the for the morning and everything. It's been kind of nice because I'm two hours ahead of right. our fulfillment people. So before they get into the office, I already know what's going on. So if there's something that needs attention, they can catch it first thing, which is pretty nice. Um, so the customer stuff is usually what I do first. And then afternoon time just tends to be better. You know, once I've done, gotten my workout in and my walk in and my lunch in, then I can focus more on that, the new stuff. Right. Right. That's something I'm, I'm, I need to get, well, I think I like the idea of having this like very regular work schedule where I do this, this, and this, but I just, I don't think it's realistic for where things are at right now, but I think there's probably a happy medium you could find, yeah. you know, yeah. I have well, you work with people that are on the other side of the, Oh yeah, too, exactly. So that, that makes it hard too. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be going, you know, it's maybe eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'll be getting ready for bed and I'll do it. You should never do and check email and I'll see like a supplier from Asia send an email. And then I get really excited. Cause it's again, that's that creating and moving things forward. So then I'll end up like chatting with them for an hour, you know, but uh, that's okay. 
So it's worth it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I've had that too. Where or when I'm just falling asleep at night, there'll be some kind of an issue I'm trying to resolve, and then the answer comes to me at like midnight. Right. So I'm like, oh, I have to write it down. So I like have to get out of bed <laughs> and either do it or write it down. Otherwise, I won't remember the next day. Mine is always it's like two or three a.m. If I wake up between two or three a.m. with like a work thing on my mind, I just I'm screwed. I can't go back. It just it's like, it's not stress or anxiety. It's more of just like problem solving. Yep. And that it just, yeah. I get the same thing for me. It happens at least more towards morning. Okay. It'll be five, five, six o'clock. Okay. And I just kind of wake up for a minute and then right away my brain's like, oh, it's work time. Okay. So it jumps right into wherever I left off from the day before. It's like, oh, might as well just get up <laughs> and make coffee now. What, this just totally popped in my head randomly, but is there like any, like top maybe three or five questions you see come through regularly? Um, Right now it's kind of a lot of variety because we're doing both the, the fulfillment for backer kit. We have pocket monkey coming and then we have our holiday sales stuff right now. Um... In terms of just a, a normal, like, dealing with store order type of a day, more people are looking kind of for, like, what the difference is between the upgrade kits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what exactly everything is and what it does and, and what the training entails. Um, that, that's a pretty common question. Um, we get quite a few questions right now just... Just in general, like, you know, I'm looking to buy this for my son. You know, will it do this? Can he use it if he has, you know, an injured shoulder or whatever? Right, right. Um, so we get lots, lots of order questions right okay. now. Okay. Um, right now, I probably, I've been working on them all afternoon, and I think I still have 40 emails in Dang. the email box that are mostly from, for, for people with questions about their backer kit surveys. Okay, okay. In terms of questions about filling stuff out or shipments or if they maybe missed one of the Kickstarter updates. So they're not sure on certain pieces of information. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't think if there's been much else, it's, it's been just a lot of order and a lot of backer kit questions the past couple of weeks. Lots of people still asking for when we're going to get the pocket monkey in stock. So they'll be pretty excited. Oh, that's good. Come back in. Yeah. You know, it's so, I'm so curious. Cause it's like, you know, you do Kickstarter and there's a, we've, we've had a great response to every Kickstarter. Every Kickstarter has been a success, some more than others, but they're all a success for sure. But it's, there hasn't necessarily been like this correlation of like dollar amount raised and demand post Kickstarter. So I'm really interested to see just what, interest and demand is for something like stoic pocket monkey Two, all the secret products that we can't tell you guys right now. And I know <laughs> Ken Brock's probably punching his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that's, um, it's just, it, it, it's, there's not a lot of mystery in life anymore but there's a lot of mystery in how people are responding to these different things but it's good it's encouraging to hear that there's that interest and people 
people want to be wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some of them that have been, you know, caught just the very tail end of when we sold out of everything mm. when the COVID lockdowns came. Because we had, if I remember right, we had just restocked Pocket Monkey. Like we just gotten a huge shipment of them and we sold them all out in like four weeks. And then it was just really hard to try to get them made again. So some of those people have been like hanging out since like May of 2019, 2020, oh, no. waiting to get their stuff, 2020, I suppose. So they're pretty excited. A lot of them ended up getting in on the campaign. Okay, nice. So, yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, I was looking, I've it was January of 2020, I think. It was when we moved all the inventory to the Shopify warehouse. Oh, yeah. And the sales were like, it was like the for the month was, it was like a couple hundred bucks. And I looked at it, I'm like, that's not good. But then I, I, I was like, oh, okay. I remember we, we literally didn't have anything to sell because it was on a truck driving mm-hmm. between warehouses or from, I guess, Texas to Reno. But um, yeah, it's pocket monkey. You would think it's such a simple, like there's not really much you can take away and it would still work. Right. It's a very conceptually, it's so simple, but because of the materials being used, because of the processes, because of that nano weave webbing, how it's, there's no stitching. It's just woven on itself. It's, it became a much bigger endeavor than. I had, I had anticipated for sure, but I think when you get your hands on it, it really will speak for itself. So have we sent you one yet? Not yet. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I almost didn't want to ask the question, but we'll get one out. (laughs) I should say I'll get one out. Yeah. It's, I think to me, the biggest, it's just the bigger grip in the anodized aluminum. It just has this, it's a very, it's a subtle difference, but it really does make a big difference in the, just the way you feel and use it. I think so. And just having the, the new door anchor is, well, I'm holding my hand right now. I mean, it's like this steel plate, you guys saw the brake test we put out. It was 1,500 pounds. So I wouldn't recommend you try and test that brake strength, but there's <laughs> certainly a healthy safety margin. Any, uh, any other thoughts you'd like to share? Thing that comes to mind. I'm excited to see where 2022 goes. I was talking to my sister the other day and we decided 2022 is going to be a great year. So I'm ready. I like that mindset. I agree. It just, it seems it's kind of like the, the dark it's darkest before the sunrise type of thing. That's kind of how I've felt the last months with just it's just been challenging for several reasons but again I think having all these things line up from just even an inventory standpoint 
and then getting to launch the new stuff, you know, that'll be, um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that off air, but, um, getting to launch that I'm really excited about. I feel like the, the product line will really, it, it's, it's like this, there'll be this base core of products that they fit perfectly together and really just expand the, what's possible with the training. And it's kind of like the sum is greater than the individual parts type of thing. So super stoked. I miss David, but, um, Kim and I got this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to see what comes. I think we got it. Right on. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing the news and we'll just keep getting wilder. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, Kim. You bet. See you, see you later, Dan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Live Wild or Die podcast. Definitely a lot of mixed emotions, but just good to get out there and kind of have closure and start to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. So we're fulfilling stokes right now. I got, I saw someone posted on Instagram. They shared it on their story. It's on right now and this should go live where it'll still be up there. But someone posted the first like user generated content with stoic I've seen in a long time. So super psyched to hear that and looking forward to seeing a lot more. So stokes are going out. If you're in the U S we are doing split shipping. Basically that means we're going to send you the base kit right now, which there's more than enough to get you rocking and rolling. And then we'll send you the rest of the stuff. Once that lands likely after the new year and the app is also being updated as well. So all the stoic training content will be on that. I'm emailing with the developer right now. There's just a few little data fixes we need to make. And then that thing should be live here. ASAP. So there's 21 day habit, there's micro workouts, there's the toe spreading program, all kinds of stuff. And for those of you that have not backed or did not back stoic, we'll have it on the monkey.co website here very soon. There's not very many left after fulfilling Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So if you're stoked on stoic and you want to stand more, how would you say this? Stand widely stand wildly. There's only a few hundred. So get on that quick. If you're considering it's a gym for your feet, I'm standing on it right now. It's awesome. And, uh, I just, I think it's one of those things that could really, can really just enhance your environment for movement and ultimately wildness and other news pocket monkey too. As far as I know, everything is still on schedule. The, the delayed schedule is still on schedule. So originally they were supposed to land in November. COVID blew that up as we've mentioned a few times now, but the schedule for January, as I know of recording this on November 30th, 2021, we're still on schedule. So, and there's, there's more pocket monkeys available, but I got a feeling those are going to go quick too. Cause we've been out of stock for almost two years. Fortunately, the supply chain we have now is very replicatable and scalable. So we'll be able to get more relatively quickly. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Shout out to David. We miss you, man. But we'll just keep being wilder in your honor. Rock on, guys. See you out there. <laughs>